0: The eyes to the Left. Hello and welcome to Eyes to the Left, the Mirror's political podcast. I'm Jason Beattie and I'm joined by Kevin Maguire, Alison Phillips and Mikey Smith for a review of the year. It's been an extraordinary tumultuous year in British politics. People saying Jeremy Corbyn was on the ropes and only a few weeks to prove himself. Theresa May was in charge of all she surveyed. And then, of course, we have Brexit and we have the Lib Dems going nowhere. And by the end of the year, everything is on its head. We have Theresa May on the ropes over Brexit. Jeremy Corbyn is in charge of everything and is safe as Labour leader. And the Lib Dems are still going nowhere. We're going to look at what's happened in the last 12 months, which started with huge rows, as I said, over Brexit and ends with huge rows over Brexit. And in between, we have a small matter of a general election. And so, Kevin, what has been your highlight of the year?
1: Oh, it's got to be the general election, which Theresa May didn't need to call. She called it arrogantly because she thought she'd destroy the Labour Party, increase the majority, she said she needed for Brexit, and it went spectacularly wrong. She was a rubbish uh, candidate, anything from far and stable. The manifesto the Tories had was an utter disaster, and the campaign was brilliantly bad. While Jeremy Corbyn just came through. Uh, Oh, Jeremy Corbyn, we knew he was a campaigner. We'd seen him campaigning for years. Locally, some issues that were often unpopular, human rights abroad didn't get a lot of traction back home. And he just came through, and he got that big increase in the Labour vote, up to 40%. He got 30 extra MPs. Theresa May loses her majority. And politics is now just defined by that. And Alison, what's been your highlight of the
2: year?
3: Well, I think, again, the general election, I think for me the reason is that it just proved once and for all you should never, ever underestimate the British public. You should never take them for granted. um, And you should never treat them with contempt, which I think probably was what Theresa May was doing at that point when she did call the election. Um, After the referendum last year, she clearly felt... Um, that everyone had taken this lurch to the right into this populist agenda and that she felt that she was going to get the mandate it would destroy the left, probably forever um, and the absolute reverse came through and we saw what British people really were worried about and that that compassion and concern about what was going on in the country was, was alive and kicking Mikey?
4: As someone who is very fond of the unexpected in British politics I... I, I My absolute highlight of the year was Theresa May's conference speech. Um, (laughs) She had had a rotten week anyway. She'd had, you know, people saying she was not long for her job, um, talking about who was going to replace her all week, all this week. She was trying to rally her troops. And she had a stinking cold. um, And she got on stage and within a few minutes of starting you could hear her croaking, she couldn't Speak properly, then things started to fall off the backdrop. Letters started to fall off her, sl- her slogans. Her, 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 her message to the country was literally falling to pieces. And don't forget on live the, uh, the, the
0: comedian's stunt of handing her yeah. the P forty
1: five. Incredible.
4: I
0: mean, everything which could have gone wrong in those kind of fifteen minutes did go
1: wrong, didn't
4: it? it, it was, you couldn't have written it.
1: I thought the more extraordinary speech was actually after the election. She lost a majority, went to the palace, jumped the gun because she hadn't mm. sorted the yes. deal with the DUP yeah. from Northern Ireland. That point, but then went on the steps of Downing Street, and she gave a speech as if she doubled a majority or got it yeah. up to a hundred, and she later had to had to backtrack. I mean, yeah. she she clearly was unhinged at that yeah. point, I
0: completely misjudged the public mood. Yeah, and, and that has been to me the most interesting thing is how this our perceptions of her changed so dramatically from the beginning when she had this kind of like the new factor. You know, she was kind of you know the Tory MPs were kind of kind of. Kind of yeah, an adulation of her in a way I'd never seen for a Tory leader since Thatcher. She's got a tenure and, and
1: uh, uh, it keeps it keeps coming back. But when she took over, and she she was almost by accident. Of mm-hmm. course, Cameron loses the the referendum uh, last year. He has to go. Then Andrea Leadsom, a main challenger, drops out over motherhood issues. Uh, and then all of a sudden, she's there, and she delivers that fantastic speech on the steps yeah, of Downing great. Street, taking on um, burning injustices, helping the mm. just about managing people. But as the as the suffragettes always say, it's deeds, not words, and she could never match what she what she said. And since,
3: and the truth oh, will always she just out. Crumbled sooner or later, the truth will out, and it has done with her. In that she 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 created this perception that she was strong and stable, and then uh, the more we saw of the real her, the more that there was a huge gulf between the the reality and and the perception.
0: And that was kind of you know almost the key kind of quote of the year was her at that Tory conference having to defend the climb down on her social care policy, the uh, dementia taxes. It got dubbed immediately, yes. and her standing there going, nothing has changed, nothing has mm. changed. That was during the election
1: campaign. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: And, and, astonishing. And it, it was kind of and everybody knew everything had, had changed. She changed yeah. her eyes, and, and,
3: and she also became quite a pitiful character at that point. I mean, I know it was funny the the, the um, conference speech, but there was something about it. It was just too awful to watch as well and that it was everything was falling apart around her and not one of her colleagues was up there trying to help out from philip hammer with his the, with but suite,
2: yeah.
3: but not no one was there giving her any emotional support and you kind of felt but that was the the symbolism of what's going on in the party and that she who's out there on her own and not a single one of those lot is going to be there to mm, help her
1: Alison, save your sympathy for the people <laughs> whose tax credit know, she's cutting
3: you're quite right but it was quite painful to watch yeah. And and in kind of inverse proportion, as,
0: as as her style wanes, Jeremy's Corbyn's has kind of shone brighter and brighter. And this is going to be... And as I said, you know, I remember writing a story in January with Len McCluskey, the Unite leader, saying that he had... Jeremy Corbyn had just 18 weeks to prove himself or we'd have... We'd have face a possible leadership challenge you know this was his close ally saying this to us and
1: then during the election campaign Len McCluskey said well Labour will get 200 seats at the mm. time I think there were 2-3-2 so it looked like 30 losses and ended up with 260 he outperformed even his own expectations Especially Jeremy, you all called the election right. oh god blimey <laughs> yes. yeah including I think Corbyn himself thought mm. he, he yeah. smelled that the Tories would be the, a majority of 37 mm. or something
3: that last 7 to 10 days was, was crucial wasn't it I, I think for me a, a big turning point was the West Minster Bridge attack. It was Westminster Bridge, wasn't it? it was no, London it was the Bridge, London Bridge, Bridge, London, Bridge London, London Bridge Borough Market. Yeah, um, because it, yeah. it just seemed to show that um, I think that all the all the thing about you know the Tories on law and order, which are been remained one of their kind of selling points, was all absolute rubbish, and um, that they'd done very little really to protect us. Um, and it almost sort of changed the. There was a shift in the nature of the country that people thought the current isn't really working.
1: Well, again, Theresa May, after saying that nothing has changed due, during that election campaign, there, after London Bridge, Borough mm-hmm. Market, the, the three terrorists had run, run a mock uh, killing people, she said, uh, right, um, she said, then it was, uh, we can't carry on like this.
2: We've yes. got to got Well, who'd been <laughs> Home Secretary? Secretary? Who'd yes. been Prime Minister yes. for seven and years? Also
0: Corbyn showed... Enough you know, is enough, she said. Campaign. It was, it was the first terrorist attack was, you know, the, 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 the narrative has always been that this plays into the hand of a governing party. Yes. They look, mm. The Prime Minister can stand there in that yes. office and yeah. speak for the nation. The second one, Corbyn, came out very quickly. Some people said, the Tories said he was playing politics, but he made that point about police cuts. You know, but, but it, and it was and true. It, and it was yeah. true, and it resonated with this whole message hmm. about, you know, austerity has
3: got to stop. Yeah. And then, of course, after, I mean, jumping forward a bit, but then after the election, there was a horrific Grenfell Tower fire
0: I was going to mention that
3: where again Theresa May was absolutely hopeless and to that point the truth will out she hasn't got the ability to deal with people who are in pain and whereas Jeremy Corbyn was fantastic I mean, I, people. To, to my mind I
0: think Grenville is probably actually the most important political event of the year yes. I know that sounds slightly controversial no, but yeah. it, it, it showed the consequences of, of, of austerity it showed yeah. what's happened that the, uh, people who should be protected by the state weren't being protected by the state and it cost people's lives mm-hmm. and and it, and and then you've got this, as you say, it wasn't just the kind of political, it was the personal of Corbyn putting his arm around the victims of, mm. of the fire and May failing to go and meet them, and when she did go and meet them, going kind of undercover almost. And it was mm. like a contrast between the two politicians. Which and this.
3: that is more important than just how you're seen to react in one of those situations. It's whether you have got the innate ability to deal with those situations and it would appear that she doesn't have that.
1: The best political speech I heard in 2017 was by Matt Rack who was General Secretary of the Fire Brigades Union at the uh, Durham Miners uh, Gala and he joined all the dots on politics and Grenfell and how it had happened, people being ignored, always mm. having to have second best, not testing the cladding properly and so on. It was absolutely brilliant speech. It was, it was incredible to, to, to listen. It was one of those speeches that if you read it You'd be roused too. It was a time's emotional, very critical. He he didn't go into hyperbole, and it kind of you know mm-hmm. everything did come together with Grenfell Tower uh, on how public services operate or don't, how people who are poor and powerless are expected to live their lives, just put up with it or or tough. And it was, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible tragedy, and that tower stands there now as a a charred tombstone. Uh, to the, the 71 mm. people who were were killed, but it is also a real challenge to a, a very complacent political class.
0: And 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 very difficult for the Conservatives who whose whole kind of kind of ideology has always been since Thatcher that, you know, we cut regulation, it doesn't yeah. matter, yeah. we can mm. privatize things, and that yep. solves them. Yep. And here was an example of, you know, this is what happens if you do cut corners, if you don't protect people's lives, if no, you do right. outsource. And it was a Conservative-run council who was responsible for those things, and, and a Conservative
1: well. government in power, and it was mm-hmm. a challenge to their entire ideology, their, their political will, their way of, way of life. Yeah. And, it, and it's enduring. It's still there.
0: And you mentioned your that was your speech of the year. Um, Mikey, your speech of the year was Theresa May's... was probably May, May's <laughs> uh, conference <laughs> speech.
4: Yeah, that was just an incredible moment. Um, going back briefly to Granfall though, I thought that... Corbyn was great when he when he turned up put arms around people I thought the one that hurt Theresa May the most was when the Queen turned up
2: because mm. Theresa really May one. turned
4: up on one day and I think it was the next day The Queen it was did. almost like she'd yeah. watched it on telly and gone what are you doing this yeah. is how you do yeah. it and she turned up and she you know met people and spoke to real people on the telly and, and then
3: afterwards there was this def- desperate sort of scramble to keep going back there wasn't it as if to try and make mm. up but the damage had been done by that point, I think.
0: Yeah, and, and we've got into this kind of now, you know, what they call the Maybot, is her inability to think on her feet. But, you know, she's kind of, you have to be fed lines to say when
2: mm.
0: in difficult situations. Was a, a, a really interesting insight into um, Tim Shipman's book on, on this year in uh, Fallout, where she's going to be asked, Theresa May is going to be asked about what it's like not to have any children. And she takes the line given to her by one of her aides, word for word because she couldn't even think about it herself. Mm. It was extraordinary.
3: And I know that, that perhaps nowadays we place too much emphasis, do we, on the package of the politician and whether they're smooth, but I, I, I don't think it is that that we're talking about with Theresa May. We're, talking, we're just talking about an inability to understand and to empathise with, with the people who she's supposed to be leading, which is kind of an important bit of the job, isn't it?
1: Yeah, people aren't just stats on a balance sheet. So I think you do need to to understand emotionally how you people do, feel yeah. and live their lives, rather than just reading a, a textbook or a dry report. But Otherwise, how are, are you going to make the right do.
3: decisions about what's the right? I don't think you can, can you? No.
4: And this is where a few times this year Philip Hammond has also fallen down because he has this. He he always comes across like he has this. You know, they call him Spreadsheet fill <laughs> for a reason. But there's been two things this year where he's been really tin-eared. Um, there was one in like a couple of days before. The election, he was on the radio, and he was told this story uh, about a struggling nurse who couldn't make ends meet, Mm. and uh, and all this, and he came back with the most robotic, you know, answer Mm. about I I don't know interest rates or or whatever. I don't remember exactly. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was at the Treasury Committee, and he just very in 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 an almost blase way said, "Yeah, well, one of the reasons," effectively said, "One of the reasons we have uh, slow." Growth, uh, slow uh, productivity, productivity yes. in the UK is because uh, we've, you know, it's a good thing we've done it, but you know we've got loads of disabled people into the, in in into work.
0: And uh, don't forget his line is also about there's no unemployed. Oh yeah, more mm. well, yeah.
1: I liked it when he said uh, you don't move all your furniture in the new house when you buy it because he clearly has several houses. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is most of us that. do, <laughs> Chancellor. I mean that's why you have to you have to get out your house to move it to your new house because you've sold the other one.
0: Yeah, well, it's slightly off yes. message. I was going to come up with my, my two speeches of the year. Uh, one was uh, Ken Clark in the EU debate when he kind of magisterially mm. went through the arguments about you know why we shouldn't be leaving the single market and uh, and kind of you know stood up to his own party, but he got kind of applause from the other side. I'm a rebel. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and the other one is uh, slightly more controversial was the Labour MP uh, Laura Piddock, uh, who in her maiden speech attacked the House of Commons of yes. being a stuffy club Yes. And, and she
3: got so much stick about that from members of the stuffy club didn't she for,
0: yeah uh, and I but don't want to be and then separately she said I don't want to be friends with conservatives mm. I can't be friends with conservatives mm. and and I, but I thought I kind have liked her bravery I liked the fact she was kind of you know saying kind of you know kind of Truth onto power.
1: Uh, I knew her through sure racism, the red card, with where she worked, going into schools and so on, and using football to attack uh, attack racism and. Talk kids round, and she's a brilliant communicator. and She's very, very bright. She's she has shot from the uh, from the lip a few times and, uh, and and got into got into trouble, but that was a terrific speech. It marked her out. And of course, the things like the she at not friends. She really meant down in Westminster. She was yes. going to come down to Westminster and just get pally with Tories, and then it gets twisted against her com- completely. It's a bit unfair, but she's very resilient.
0: Mm-hmm. And I kind of other newcomers because we obviously had a new intake of appeas after after mm-hmm. the general election.
1: Is there, anybody else caught your eye? You know, I, if, you, if you're looking at newcomers, there, are, there, there was a good crop. Like I think Tan Desai, Desai is good in uh, Slough. I think which he'll the
0: he, Labour first Sikh MP
1: we've had for, for some time. time. Yeah, and he, and he wears a turban, which very few Sikhs do. So he, mm-hmm. he does. Uh, he, he stands out. Uh, on that, I think uh, if you if you do that, you've got to say Ben Bradley, the Tory in Mansfield. Winner of beard a, of the year. That's right, and uh, <laughs> fancied by the uh, Toff or whatever she's called on uh, <laughs> yeah, "I'm a Celeb." Yeah. Uh, that that, um, uh, that that woman. Um, but um, Emma Den Coed in K- Kensington never expected to win it. Given Grenfell, Extreme if I really. was if I was living in Grenfell Tower or living in that area, I'd I'd be thankful that Emma Den yes. Coed is my MP. And not the Tory who was there before, but because what you shame. know who will yeah. fight for you.
3: Absolutely, but what a huge job to have had to take on at that at that part for her. Huge challenge, and she's she's and again, done she's, extremely well. She's
1: had a lot of stick. Some of her jokes have been uh, a bit off, uh, <laughs> and so on. And of course, she's a she's a big Republican. as I think most of us are. Uh, but it's how
3: we know it's it how is. those are spun, isn't it? <laughs> but, <against laughs> but it, it is. But what really said things <laughs> that. Yeah, but what
1: really counts is what she does. Again, it's deeds, not exactly. words. And she is she is fantastic on. Grenfell and she knows at root of it all is inequality mm. and she's actually brilliant at exposing that in you've got the richest borough in in the country and yet you've got huge areas of deprivation and if, if we're supposed to live in a, in a kind of caravan stretched out you know the rich at the front and the mm-hmm. poor at the back I mean look this isn't it you know, there's there's huge gaps in this caravan in that area where, where people just haven't got two pennies to to rub together. Some of them living in Grenfell Tower, not all of them. Some quite affluent people living in that tower, too. But she's, she, she's just fantastic at challenging again the establishment.
0: Yeah, and, and she's, she was on my list of newcomers of the year. The, the other one I had was uh, the Tory uh, Kebby Badenoch. Oh, they, yeah. She was the warm up actor for Theresa May's disastrous speech. Oh, yeah. she and actually gave a better speech than Theresa May. Mind yes. I could have given a better <laughs> speech than <laughs> Theresa May. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what went wrong? But I, mm-hmm. she's I, very charismatic. Uh, I kind of, you know, kind of yeah very good.
1: I um, uh, I sort of ruined her trip back from the Tory conference uh, after a triumph because I sat behind her on the train. <laughs> I saw her friend nudge her so they couldn't say anything. So I was listening.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and anybody else caught your eye out of a new generation? Some some have fared slightly better than others.
4: Uh, well uh, I mean uh, I, 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 I don't think a, a, a section on newcomers can, mm-hmm. can go without oh, mentioning yes. um, uh, our friend Jared. Uh, Jared O'Mara, who well, he took Nick Clegg's seat, took in Nick Sheffield Clegg's in the election, uh, and then uh, it, uh, over the course of several months, uh, uh, well, d- d- really overnight in a in a um, uh, a sting operation, really by uh, the Guido Fawkes website, uh, it emerged that uh, he had made some rather unsavoury internet posts uh, when when he was younger. He's on a journey. Yes, uh, he hasn't got very far though, has he?
1: But he was um, doing
3: so well, wasn't it, for those few weeks before it all went horribly wrong.
1: He was yeah. doing very well by not doing very much, was he? I can't, well, I can't remember was, hearing him speak. But that was the other <laughs> kind of
3: criticism against him. It wasn't, but 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 everyone was so delighted when he won, wasn't it? Because it seemed like a real yeah. huge achievement, didn't it? And then and then it all went very quickly but wrong.
0: The, and, and he was the kind of the, the, the start of a whole. Sexminster, Pestminster, whatever you wish to call it.
3: There is, there is a before. I mean, which obviously then became a huge issue for, for mm. over the last few months. But there was an interesting issue around him as well as to how he got selected, and w- what was actually being done to to check whether he had the right kind of people going into what mm. is a very important job.
1: But you, you probably wouldn't. You could have had a lots of checks. You would probably not pick that up. A post he's made fifteen. No, uh, but then uh, You would, years you ago, would have yeah.
3: hoped, really, that there would have been some degree of transparency from him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I mean you would like is there anything you'd like to tell us? Oh yes.
1: I think it. I think you'll find almost every candidate is no. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: Including those in served time naive. in prison. <laughs> yeah. It's not just
4: that. There were complaints about his behaviour yes,
2: um,
4: in person yeah. that had been bubbling around for a while. I I'd seen them. And at that point surely you would come forward and say, look, here's what is here's in my past. I've come on a journey, mm. but the the guy I feel uh, sorry for in this whole thing is um, Oliver Coppard, who was the candidate for Sheffield Hallam for Labour in 2015, who
2: came within a whisker, of very very plague, close to unseating then, Clegg and then himself. Then the
4: and he's a great guy. He's um, he, he's he's sort of the genuine article. He's he, he's a very sort of he, he, he was a good candidate and. Uh, I haven't seen him in a while, actually. So anyway, we
0: then kind of had this um, incredible kind of couple of weeks when we lost two cabinet ministers within mm. seven days. Michael Fallon, mm. as part of the sexual Sex, yes. allegations, kind of, which is still hanging over Parliament. Yep. But back it was kind of a Me Too, or the back of Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Then it started. A very brave woman came forward. We talked about this before, haven't we? Alison about Halvib. You could not probably get a worse environment than Parliament for, for, for these sort of, sort of kind of situations of power, mm. vulnerable women, um, a lot of late night drinking, people away from their families, it's a, and it's the,
3: And there was like a, a, a short period there where you felt this could be a real turning point. This could be the moment that things change, and there, w- there was a resignation, Michael Fallon. there are still some inquiries going on into into certain MPs. But there's also, I feel, a general sense that everything's just going to go back to how it was.
1: Well, I think the suicide of Carl Sargent yes. in Wales, remember the Welsh Assembly, he was a minister, got sacked by Carwin Jones, the first minister. Mm. Some people had come forward and questions about how that was handled. Mm. And if complaints come in, are people told what those complaints are? Do you get the details, position to defend yourself? How are they then handled? Handled? I think that made everyone go, whoa, whoa, exactly. what are we... What are we doing here? And you're right. It might it might go back, but I, th- I don't think it can go back to exactly the way it was. Hopefully, people will improve their behaviour. Yes,
3: and I think what what it sort of showed was that the whole system was completely incapable of dealing with what was going on. So, so a you had a system which encouraged this sort of thing to happen and b you had a system that when complaints were made no one quite knew what was the best way to handle it whereas like in a big organization like here you would have an hr department you would have systems in place you would have policy whereas people suddenly there was there was allegations coming from all directions um and the things happen that that perhaps shouldn't have happened and maybe now in the cold light of day we're able to think about what is the best way of preventing this thing these sort of things from happening and ensuring that when they are reported they're properly investigated but um, there's, there's still inquiries going well, on though. Charlie
1: Elfig a Tory MP yeah. still suspended claims he was reported to the police by his party he says he still hasn't uh, been told what the charges are or mm. sorry the allegations yes. made by whom or he hasn't been spoken to by the police the Labour have several inquiries still underway mm. including uh, Kelvin Hopkins a Luton MP mm-hmm. denies anything uh, well, there's Clive Lewis, uh, allegations yesterday. of groping. Yeah, He's yeah, now being cleared. Yeah. cleared. Well, there's quite a few still underway. So, so, as I and I say, Damien Green. We,
0: we, well. Michael Fallon was was, was uh, made to resign, quite rightly. And then uh, seven days later, Priti Patel resigned after, yes. after a freelancing kind of diplomacy. Oh, there's in, been so in, many, in you forget, don't you? Uh, <laughs> and, and then we thought we, there was a quite a strong possibility that Boris Johnson would have to go over his yes. blunder on... Nazanin Nazanin. Sahari Ratcliffe, a dual British-Iranian woman who was arrested in Tehran. Clearly, you know, she was kind of protesting her innocence, and Boris Johnson had no idea why she was there and made it worse. I mean, that
3: was appalling, and again, it was one of those incidents which shows the the measure of the man, in that he blundered into something, having taken little interest in the case or done much research or, or... looking at it properly and said something which made a terrible situation about a million times worse mm. um, and he again he's sort of been scuttling around ever since trying to make amends but the damage he did at that point was pretty unforgivable for a foreign secretary well, by, by
1: saying she she was working in uh, around when she'd gone to see her elderly uh, her elderly parents, parents. taken the taken taken mm. a daughter once he once he'd said it, he makes a mistake and he's sloppy. He's not a details person. But then he denies he's said it. Yes. Uh, and won't apologise. Eventually, after a, a week, ten days, he had to concede he was he's he wrong. was wrong, and he's got to make amends now. I propose a prisoner swap. We we'll get her back, and he can <laughs> he can, he can uh, spend uh, as long as he likes um, in a jail in Tehran.
0: I mean, he has been found out this year, hasn't he? I mean, no, yes. A kind of you know cheap jokes about you know Brexit, when he was saying you know you don't want to kind of. The Italians that you know, with kind of
1: prosecco, was, yeah, you'll be able to yeah. sell
0: less prosecco to the Britain. You don't want that, and you know that sort of kind of you know, uh kind of kind of awful joke about the, the conference he made about you know the dead bodies oh, washing yeah. up on the shore, of Libya, yeah. and again blunder after blunder tries to laugh it off. And but even on the substance, which I found was interesting. He's had to kind of climb down. He did that big article for <laughs> the Telegraph, 4,000 words mm. setting out his red lines on Brexit. Every single one has been arranged yes. in well, the last mm. week. On the day, de- yeah. On the, on so it. they've conceded. He said yeah. the EU could go whistle for the mm. divorce bill. We're paying 39 billion now. Uh, the ECJ are going to have jurisdiction over, over uh, EU citizens' rights here. Again, Boris said that wouldn't happen. And, and it's just extraordinary. But he hasn't got any shame at all.
1: No, he's a, he's a shameless he's Tory oath, he and a he's own. a liar. We, we know he's he been sacked twice for lying in his career. Perhaps he should have been sacked for, for more often. Th- the Foreign Office are embarrassed
3: they by. They but and all the buffoonery really is just a means of covering up um, a lack of substance. And I yeah. think that's what's been found out, isn't it? But even slightly more, I think even slightly worse than everything he said um, about that poor woman was when then Michael Gove then went on television one um, Sunday, and was trying to support Boris by by saying something like, "Well, that's what we believe that." She's what what there was for. she doing? Was I don't a, know. I don't know. And there was something. Yes, you do. There was something that was just very. With him, it takes it to a level of something more sinister. Well, is it,
1: his is Caligolet. Yeah. It, it is. goes his Johnson's
2: uh, is, yes. is busking and it badly. And what's
0: kind of slightly frightening is the Tories seem to have an endless stock of old Etonian caricatures. They've now got Jacob Sweet's mog <laughs> I <laughs> know, he's been very popular this year, hasn't he? Uh, can you explain momentum to me, anybody, please? No? <laughs>
3: well, yes, it's, it's, it's something to do with that old... British trait of um, finding a toff entertaining, and that we should all know our betters, and that he's, and that he's again, he's someone who's prepared to speak his mind, even if that is sort of he's rude, offensive. He's a hard
1: right winger yeah. who consorts with some even harder, more poisonous. Right wingers. I think he, it's a great danger. He's treated as a joke, and then uh, you get the Johnson effect, and it becomes it. a, a but shield.
3: But that's what has worked. That has happened this year. Yeah, well it we keep works. challenging it with mm. him. I mean,
1: it certainly helps
4: that you know when when you meet him, he's very nice. He's very polite, he's very charming. Questionably, he, he comes across as a, a, a gentleman, which is what you need to go hand in hand it's with, with a,
0: lovely manners, horrible views. Though, yes, isn't exactly. It? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You'd have your job rights very quickly and strip him. He sees it as a. A guy who is a speculator, he's a financial speculator, although his, his company uh, didn't take that many risks, apparently, when it didn't perform that well. Mm. Uh, well he's happy to take uh, a great risk for the British mm. economy by being a very hard Brexiteer. And you'd be pleased to know, uh, Alison, he thinks it's wrong for men to go around touching other women's knees without permission.
3: He, 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 but, he but he'd
1: still like your, your reproductive organs. And, yes, he uh, would, yes. To have full uh, control over yeah. them. Absolutely, legs. yeah. He
0: would. He say he's never cooked a meal in his life as well? Or I mean, Nanny does it or something. I <laughs> mean, he
2: is, but he
3: is playing up to this ridiculous it, 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 throwback it caricature, it isn't he? Yeah. To the nanny. nanny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: He did say he'd never change a nappy.
3: That was it. Yeah, he's got about eight nappy, children, hasn't
0: yeah. he? Six. Yeah, six. <laughs> yes, he had. Uh, six came along, Sextimus or something, didn't he?
4: Sextus. Sextus.
3: Mm. It either.
4: Which is not, I, uh, I I am told, is not Latin for sex. No. it's yeah. it's something else. Well,
0: well, well, who obviously has impressed this year beyond you know the the obvious? Has anybody kind of been surprised by?
3: Well, I think I mean it's obvious, isn't it? But clearly, Corbyn has had an extraordinary year, hasn't he? Jeremy Corbyn yes. has had an amazing year in that he has, um, well, he became a sort of a, a sort of a, a well, he was like a cult figure, but he's a he's a mainstream cult figure now, if such a thing is possible. Um, in that he took uh, Middle England and and everyone. Can see hope I think it's that message of hope that he can give people that it doesn't always have to be like this do you,
0: do you remember Alison we interviewed him two I do. days before I do. bowling day and, and he told us that something special was well, going to happen and right? I have
3: to say it, when, it was when he looked at us across that table and I said what are you going to be doing on um, Friday morning I said if, if you win what's the first thing you to do if you win? And he looked, he said, we will win. And I suddenly thought, gosh.
1: Yeah, they, it's a kind of,
3: uh, <laughs> you know, politicians have to say that. <laughs> uh, if but he said we're some- not going to win. I know. But, yeah. but there was something about the way he said yeah. it. And also, because by he that point... He didn't think it, though.
1: He didn't think no. it on the night.
3: Well, no. Yeah. And they didn't win as well, to be fair.
1: No. <laughs> but- <laughs> Although some of his supporters <laughs> thought they did. It must be very, well, very confusing to them, like, yeah. to his amazing Downing Street. That right.
3: whole sort of... I mean, and also, bearing in mind what an absolute hash she did make of the election, that, you know, they could... They were still willing to have done more.
1: You, you've, got to, you've got to say the DUP, you Northern know, Ireland's well, DUP, yeah. have done well in, in extracting. A billion. A billion. Well. Uh, a <laughs> hundred million per MP to prop her up. And yeah. then they managed to. Completely throw a spanner in our Brexit works. Well, they've I, humiliated her you know, twice struck. as well, well, like you said
3: I mean, earlier. Foster
0: is my survivor of the year. I mean, I mean you know, well, she's more than survived. She's uh, she's she's been fantastic. Yeah, cash for Ash is still around, but nevertheless, hmm. in, in yeah. At the start of the year, the, the, the Cash for yeah. There's no yeah. government in, in, mm-hmm. in installments, and there she was. Now she comes back and negotiates this kind of blind of a deal if you're on the DUP, I and mean, disastrous for the rest of us, but to, to <laughs> prop up May's government and, and as you say and then kind of moves in on Brexit suddenly yeah. from nowhere on, on, when, on, when the Prime Minister breaks off from negotiating with Michel Barney and Jean-Claude Juncker mm. to take a phone call for, mm. from, from you then you know you've got a bit of power haven't
3: you? well yes but then but, you know, Theresa May had nowhere else to go
2: did she? Tail, I the, mean, the tail
1: weight <laughs> the, the yeah. DUP tail wags that Tory dog at time and it, it yes. did it over there Theresa May was prepared to move the border down the Irish Sea, so Northern Ireland would shadow the Republic of Ireland in the single market and the customs union. Now, the the plan, because the DUP wouldn't have that, is the entire United Kingdom yes. will now shadow uh, the Republic of Ireland and the rest. Of the European But the uni- mere
3: thought that that, that um, they thought the DUP was ever going to be happy about a border going down the Irish Sea was just insanity you know, no. in the first place. Yeah, it's
1: incompetence, of course. I mean, they must you have realised. But you know. Know. if you look at the the Labour side, I've, I've got a soft spot for Chris Williamson, the Derby North MP, who is a uh, <laughs> the fire. Easter. Vegan br- the bricklayer. Uh, the vegan bricklayer. Probably <laughs> br- Britain's uh, first <laughs> and uh, only and never again. But uh, but, I, but I love the way he always just takes any criticism and bounces back. But Emily Thornbury.
2: Yes.
1: Has, astonishingly yes. uh, she's she's bounced back from the the misery of being sacked by Ed Miliband yes. before the 2015 election yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> remember him uh, he was the geeky uh, one on Ed uh, uh, but uh, it, it was sacked over Clay well uh, I think completely wrongly the taint that she was snobby which she isn't she took that picture in the Rochester by-election which was the huge flag hanging out of a window not the white van uh, outside the house and look uh, I don't know anyone who would want to live next to somebody hanging a huge, dirty flag out of the house all the time, particularly those people on the Sun, the Mail, the Telegraph and the Express uh, and the Star who were claiming uh, she was snobby for objecting it. But it's absolutely incredible. When she takes Prime Minister's questions, Mm. she just does it with such lamb and flair and lands the blows and it's humorous. Yeah,
0: Yeah, she's very funny. She's in charge of a chamber. She's got... You know, you've got the Tories eating out of her hands. It's it's quite an impressive performance and an amazing
2: comeback.
1: Yeah, she gets to, no. she yeah. gets talked of as a as a bit you of know, future leadership contender. That may be overdoing it, yeah. but she might be a king or queen maker rather than, yes. rather than the queen herself.
0: Anybody else impressed you?
4: Well, I mean, we haven't talked about Donald Trump yet, have we? <laughs> <laughs> How long you got? <laughs> How long do we have? A lying, racist, sexual predator. Do. I don't think we need to do the potted history, but there's been some. There's been some. The the one moment that that sprang out to me when I was thinking about this was his speech to the UN. Do you remember that? Mm. When he got up there, and you know, everyone else is making these very, very, very sensible speeches, and he said. Within minutes of starting talking, he would called uh, Kim Jong Un "rocket man," <laughs>
2: yeah,
4: that's right. and said he was essentially threatened to blow North Korea off the face of the planet. And that was one of the the mild moments. I'm calling him rocket that, man, I mean, it was like a PR Trump, dream for Kim Jong Un. Here's here's the thing I keep bouncing on. Donald Trump has been president for less than a year.
3: Yes.
1: And we'll. I've
3: but then we have got through, through nearly to, a year without any like nuclear war, so I mean, I think that's definitely a step in the right direction.
1: <laughs> to <It's laughs> base you can build I mean, on it. Exactly.
3: <laughs> but we have, remember,
0: we started the year with May jetting over to yes, the, the, whole hands. To the yes. White House yes. to be the first leader to, to, to meet Donald Trump. The most awful scenes of oh. them walking down those steps and him grabbing our hand. And the only thing I, I agree but with I that, but I think to, to
3: be that. fair against Theresa May, Kevin, I do think that when she picked him up, I mean when he picked, picked
1: him up, picked him <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bit of gossip.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when she picked him up on retweeting the Britain First thing, which she did. And I think that that did show some courage because if she if she hadn't dealt with it at that point, then, then she really but would she have been...
0: failed to pick him up on when he... D- got a t- done she, she, she did, but you've got to remember, calm. this is a woman who is trying she to get us
3: out of Europe and we have no other people to do military trade is, with. This is,
2: so, a, this so, is so, and that's
0: point, not, Allison, isn't it? But, but, but we, we desperately need free we do. deal with the United States and we can't do one with somebody as erratic and... and as but as we Donald haven't Trump. got any
2: choice because um, he's
3: going to be there for so a few so years some, to come. Some, somebody should
1: remind her it is America first with Trump. Well, Not yes. Britain it's first, right. except when it's a far-right racist uh, extremist. Know, this
0: is a guy who apologises for the far-right in the United States. I mean, he's, just he's just awful. And... So that he's, kind of, you know, he's still oh. got sexual harassment claims against him. He's a dangerous world peace. Mm. He's, just, he's just moved promised to move the US embassy to Jerusalem to think, you know, it's been, yeah. but one area you have to tread sensitively he's, he's gone in with both
1: feet and of course he's going to come to, to Britain yes, uh, quite open soon. the US embassy probably next February won't be the red carpet ride down the Mao uh, state visit but nevertheless, he's going to be here. There'll be great crowds protesting against him. It guess. was from in the
3: inauguration. Um, <laughs> do you remember when there was the photograph of how many people had turned up? And he ends <laughs> up was, in this ludicrous entire, spat about whether he had more or less people's
2: he is pompous, and his entire pompous. presidency. And, in, in and you did sort of think... think <laughs>
3: because I had sort of thought, oh, well, maybe when he becomes president, he won't be as he had been during the <laughs> campaign. But, yeah. but sure enough, he has been and worse.
0: And we've still got the Muller Investigation going yes. on into the links between the Russians what? and the Trump campaign, and, and that is you know that is spreading over here now as well. Uh, Russians you know interfered in the EU referendum. That's right. And
1: what was was just as perverted as well, uh, yeah. as they would deny any. You know, the, mm. the, he leaned on the FBI. He leaned, leaned, Trump leaned on the FBI director James Comey to try to get him to cancel an investigation. It could be. It could yet be his undoing. Yes. Before we move on with
4: Trump, I have to send a shout out to the, the the two people we have sadly lost this year. Sean Spicer and Anthony Scaramucci. Oh yes, Both Gosh. of whom I can only assume are working on fantastic books right now. Spicer's just said he's going to he set the record straight in a book, um, which I very much look forward to.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. We kept used to this kind of Friday afternoon about four o'clock, and there was another resignation <laughs> yeah, or sacking. in a row, wasn't it?
4: But from the White House, yeah. is kind of he
0: kind of tore through his staff. It was extraordinary. Now we've we skirted round it, but the year has been mm. apart from the election, and apart from Grenfell, and apart from the resignations, <laughs> and apart, and from and apart, from, yeah. apart from a <laughs> faltering economy, and the NHS in terrible, terrible state. Yeah. Uh, it's been about Brexit. That's yeah. the, the, the one. Has. subject it was it was ended by Theresa May's speech in Lancaster House and this week's or Friday's deal uh, in Brussels where we uh, adopted, a, I thought, quite a novel negotiating tactic of complying with everything they asked so for. Just surrendering, crossing <laughs> your red lines and waving yeah. a white flag. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and Theresa May is, is uh, off to a final summit of the year now. How do you think she's handled these Brexit negotiations? Uh,
1: like they've run ring Rounder. Michelle Barnier must be negotiator of the year he's, he's, got, he's just got everything he wanted and Boris Johnson David Davis and Liam Fox are far worse than I thought they would be I yes. thought David yeah. Davis in particular would be better Never had a particularly high opinion of Johnson. Well, as he Fox. said
3: himself this week, you don't have to be very clever to do his job. He's so proved it.
0: <laughs> well, he also said that negotiating was harder than the moon landings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is sort of a it's, it's yeah. I mean, he, he, he looks knackered. Uh, every, so everything he body
0: language uh, is defeatist, uh, isn't it?
1: Uh, was, yeah. you know, but he's a he's a Brexiteer whom now must see that it was a concept and it what? will just damage the economy. The reason he invented impact assessments, which they claim they'd, they'd done, there was votes in Parliament, uh, The Financial Times had to run an apology for saying some ministers hadn't read them all and then he has to admit they don't, they don't <laughs> exist um, to try and get out. But he, of course, why he invented them, I'll never know, but you can see why he doesn't produce them because it, across all those sectors, aerospace, uh, yeah. cars, financials, you know, they will be negative and he's now staring at the reality of Brexit, which is bad. And,
2: it know, is
3: extraordinary that, that any, com- any proper decent company in this country who is doing anything along those lines about to merge or anything would have impact assessments. Brexit, Bre- <laughs> Brexit, Brexit's <laughs> a religion right. for them. They're it, fanatics.
1: Yeah. That's what it is. It doesn't the matter the consequences.
0: The also they've been extraordinarily guarded. And about what they wanted to do. Remember, they had to. It took Gina Miller to go to the High Court mm. to get them to have a vote on whether we could. The sovereignty of Parliament, the, which yeah, they supposedly and, want, which they, and they you know, but they, they don't. Court could have you know could kind of, have uh, treason. They've got called mutineers, and yep. saboteurs, enemies of,
1: saboteurs of the people.
0: And, uh, yeah.
3: don't you think though that Theresa May is kind of perhaps now moving us towards a softer Brexit, which is always what she wanted and that there's been all this noise and fury by the ardent Brexiteers, but actually we'll come out with something... It's going to cost us a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but we'll come out with something that is slightly more workable.
0: I, 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 I think that the reason she called the election... Was to actually to get a larger majority to actually, so she could then stare down the Brexiteers and her yes. party, and it backfired spectacularly. So she, now she's still at their mercy, if not more so. But every single move she's taken on Brexit, right from the beginning, has all been about internal party management, mm. not what's yes. best into this country. And that's
1: it's that's it's been from the beginning. That's why yeah. Cameron called the election. It was a tactical issue yeah. internally in the Conservative Party. Stopped the rise of UKIP, mm. backfires. He goes. He'll be the worst prime minister since Neville Chamberlain because of that. And she's a, she was it was a Remainer then. She'll be a Remainer now, which is why yes. she can't say she'd vote for government policy in a second referendum, which would be would be. Would be Brexit, but she's not in control in any way. And the idea we're just paying 35 billion pounds to damage the economy and have less influence is a prime minister who is going to inflict yeah. a, an incredible amount of national self-harm. And she must know it. She just wants to keep the show on the road. It's all about the Tory party. But then, what alternatives
3: it, could 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 she have taken in I the last I, few months? Well, I don't. Think she
0: sh-
1: She got to don't. be honest.
0: She should have been honest, but you she should be honest. have unilaterally declared that we were pulling out the single market and the customs union. About no, that was a huge mistake. Actually, one which is really problematic was ending ECJ Mm. jurisdiction, European Court of Justice jurisdiction, because now we get very techie. But it covers things like the aviation industry and covers kind of medical research and all of these sort of areas which were now finding matter. Mm. Um, And she should have, I think, done a kind of grand commission or something and said, "Look, you voted for Brexit. Now we have to decide what it's going to be."
1: Well she, well, she triggered Article 50 and set the clock well, counting yes, on two years. Before, be, be, before a, yeah. she knew where she well, wanted still, to exactly get. And then has an election in the middle of it.
2: Still <laughs> haven't <laughs> had
0: a cabinet discussion on what sort of Brexit they want. And and
1: the rea- but the reason will be delegation. is they will just be so divided.
3: But they yeah. can't, exactly, they can't have that conversation. No. Which
1: is, and she's not I mean, she is enough. an
3: impossible situation, isn't she?
1: Yeah. Of her own mm-hmm. making.
2: Yeah, <laughs> of her own making,
3: yes. No, you're right.
1: She was. A, she was in the party that promised the referendum. She was in the party that lost the referendum. She naturally lost a majority. There she must have been, been so many bench. times
3: this year that she must have just wanted to be a million miles away from that job.
1: Yeah, but, they but all, she's had
3: to stick it yeah. out.
1: She wants to be prime minister. She doesn't want to go down. Do you think? And be I think she out. looks like
3: somebody who would rather be absolutely anywhere else on earth. They
1: all think tomorrow will be a sunnier day. Couldn't the be much. Couldn't be much
3: rainier, could right. it? Than some of the ones we've had. No. But
0: it's. You know, she's. Incapable of doing anything, you know. She had to, as soon as the election was over, she ditched every single manifesto promise in it. She ditched for fox hunting. She ditched for grammar school. Yes. She ditched her social care. She ditched for plans to take away free school meals. I'm, I'm glad Hurrah! she did it. <laughs> but, 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 it was, but she, yeah, yes, and she's got no power to do anything. And, and as you said right at the beginning, her speech when she talked about burning injustices, she's done nothing no. to to, mm. to correct any of those. I look right at the waspy
1: women. Yeah. That's appalling all these women born in the 1950s nearing yep. retirement they've, yep. been, they've been stripped of pensions they're not going to get jobs or they're not going to get well paid jobs they're totally get apprentices that won't pay they'll be on, on poverty on poverty money and yet mm. what does she do about it? nothing she's in the no
0: magic money tree unless, unless you you're a the <laughs> or
1: you need £39 billion pounds, up to yeah. £39 billion pounds for the EU
0: right very quickly uh, who's the campaigner of the year? who's my nomination to help you all out. What you think? Yes. is Stella Creasy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. terrific. Blinder I
3: thought.
1: on abortion rights in Northern yes. Ireland. Yeah. Uh, got that. Got that changed. Um,
3: very quick, very efficient,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, would, uh, I would. I uh, would not to knock. Uh, I would award it, award it jointly because I thought Stella Creasy did it, But I, I would say Jeffrey Robinson. Yes on on the opt-out cause you know, two years the mirrors campaign to change the law for life so we come into line with Wales where Scotland's is, gonna is go organ donation system. so you have to opt out rather than opting in we will get let's be honest we will not really getting anywhere in those no, two years won't. and all of a sudden he comes in the private members bill so you can put forward legislation and he adopts that that, that bill Jeremy Corbyn comes on board Theresa a make and see she's going to lose the vote in the House of Commons. Jeremy Hunt, the health secretary, knows this. So she announces in her speech at the Tory party conference, uh, forget letters falling off, pranksters and a cough." This, this was the bit we really liked that she's going to introduce it. And they're on site and hundreds of people's lives it will be will saved, saved everywhere. Yep. But it was because all of a sudden it became yes, it political in Parliament. We got there. What he said. Yeah. I, okay. I, I we, we all agree. The campaign we of the We all the Daily Mirror. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and We'll share it with Jeffrey Robinson and the <laughs> uh, Stella. Yeah. Uh, we okay.
0: Well, we've decided about the we'll comeback of the year as Emily Formby. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And, um, Trump,
2: yeah.
0: and, and, and politician of the year is, is it all? Anybody else? I'm not saying Jeremy Corbyn.
1: Been,
4: it's uh, it, it, it's got to be. It's, it's oh, uh,
1: Jeremy
3: I mean, that in itself was extraordinary. What
0: well, yeah. singing that? Song. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: I would like to put a, a not saying title holder, but I put on the podium Kier Starmer, who I think negotiated the extraordinarily tricky thickets of Labour Party policy on Brexit, uh, where you could have easily split the party. Yes, And he's mm. got that's true. to quite a good place. He was the first to call for a transition deal. Mm. He yep. got them signed up there. He hasn't. He, he, totally square the circle yet, but yeah. I think he's done quite a good job, and he's on top of his brief and mm-hmm. understands Brexit, which is more than most of us do. also, so g- I've put a
1: word in for him. No, I'd, I'd, I'd give John Bercow, the Speaker of the House of Commons, a mention. A number of times he's dragged government ministers to make statements under the urgent questions, yes. they call yep. them. But also he spoke out very quickly about Donald Trump and the state visit yes. and addressing yeah. both yes. houses it's of it's Parliament, cool. which Theresa May had effectively promised him, saying he's not coming here, he's a racist, misogynist and so on. He got a stick, some Tory MPs were trying to topple him, but proved absolutely Mm. right.
4: Going back to uh, Keir Starmer, um, he was my second choice for uh, speech of the year, um, Mm. because it was his speech in the debate, it was the first debate, I think, about the Brexit withdrawal bill. Where you know it had been put out with with quite some bluster by David Davis being David Davis, and then Keir Starmer stands up and very slowly, very methodically, like with pauses in between sentences, did what he he is trained to do, which was he was a lawyer. He 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 did it as if he was explaining it to a jury, picked it apart yeah. bit by bit. And it was. I, I, I I've been back and watched that speech a couple of times since. Yeah,
0: you know, the other there was a couple of others I think we should mention. I like thought Amber Rudd for. St- being Theresa May, when yes. Theresa May was absent, <laughs> and standing and, and, in for her in the TV debates yes. two days after her father had died. And yes, she, she was, was fabulous. And, I, I thought, and shouting
3: at Boris to stand up when he just sat there during yeah, uh, her crazy. conference speech as well. Yeah.
0: So I, I, um, She's good, she's and, and the tough. And one
3: is, is Ruth
0: Davidson. Uh, she's been fantastic. Who, who has, you know, they used to joke there were more pandas in Scotland mm-hmm. than the Tories and now she's got 13 Scottish Tory MPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a sensible line on Brexit. Um, I think she's a sensible done
1: well, given that she now, after the Scottish elections in 2021, may seek to become an MP, yes. but at the Tory conference, the two people who now tickle their uh, G-spot are, are her and Reese mogg Johnson is mm. very much a distant third, if uh, third at all.
3: And can I ask what um, surprises that we're expecting uh, in the new year Oh. Is Damien Green going to be out of a What, you
1: would be like the, the unknown unknown. <laughs> yes. So going up, Donald then. Rumsfeld. <laughs>
2: <know>.
3: <laughs>
1: i make him <them> up. Uh, <laughs> uh, mystic labire. Uh, mystic mag.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, next year? Yeah. Uh, if you'd have asked me a week ago, I would have wondered if Theresa May would survive to the end of the Brexit process. I always thought she would yeah. into 2019. She might be getting better headlines now but we're just in the Brexit foothills and there's a mountain to yes. climb. She can easily slip now.
0: She's got to make some very big decisions very soon. There's a deadline, but the EU wants to know what we're going to do by the end of February. And we now have to decide, and it's going to alienate some Conservatives. She's going to get it, it really harder and harder to hold them it's together. it's going to be really tough. I so, can see Cabinet resignations over this because it's going to, once they have to start going, we want that sort of Brexit, not that one, then we're going to be in trouble. Europe's
1: <laughs> destroyed the last three Tory prime ministers Thatcher, mm. Major, Cameron it's probably going to destroy her as the fourth.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, my other prediction is but well, I've never known politics to be so unpredictable. Yes. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, so vile. and yeah. it changes so quickly. I mean, you know, we weren't expecting a general election this year. We weren't expecting Jeremy Corbyn to do so well. We weren't expecting no. two cabinet resignations in in two weeks. Um, no things are moving very quickly but one thing we can be assured of is nobody's talking about the Lib Dems
2: <laughs> <laughs> poor Vince Aww. yeah poor, okay. poor Vince wow. cable. Right,
0: that's brilliant thank you very much for joining us thank for you. our review of the year you can uh, follow me on twitter as at jbtmirror kevin is
1: at kevin underscore maguire
0: alison at mirror alison Mikey?
4: I'm at Mikey Smith with a K No C Uh,
0: So uh, we'll be back soon with another podcast, Uh, do go and leave a comment, sign up register, try not to be too rude at uh, mirror.co.uk forward slash eyes, that's A-Y-E-S and have a good Christmas and New Year